0: for this morning's message is actually based on the epistle lesson that for those of you who were in worship last Sunday would have heard then from Galatians chapter 5, but I've chosen to vary from the lectionary series because of the event that takes place tomorrow and to focus on that as kind of the basis for the message. So from Galatians chapter 5, the Apostle Paul writes, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then And do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. This is the word of the Lord. Tomorrow we celebrate the 246th anniversary of our freedom as individuals and as a nation, the 4th of July, one of the premier events in terms of national celebrations as we remember the, those who gave their lives to help preserve those freedoms as we enjoy the freedoms that they have do, fought and died to preserve. You may not even be conscious of it, but right this moment you and I are observing some of those freedoms. The freedom to assemble, the government can't stop us from being here. The freedom to worship, the government can't stop us from doing this. Freedom of speech, to be able to speak God's word clearly and plainly without government interference. But that raises in my mind a question. How free are you, really? Are you free to go to work or not go to work? Are you free to pay your taxes or not pay your taxes? Are you free to drive at any speed you want? Are you free to do with someone else's well-being whatever you want to do? Are you free to tell your boss what you really think about him? Even in a free country, there is no such thing as 100% freedom. There are always certain responsibilities. There are certain obligations that define and sometimes limit the freedoms that we enjoy. Perfect freedom. Given the nature of our human nature and our, the reality of our sinful nature, perfect freedom can sometimes become irresponsible, it can become thoughtless, it can become harmful. Harmful to ourselves and sometimes harmful to others. The Apostle Paul writes to a church in Galatia, actually it's a number of churches in the area called Galatia, who were struggling with what that freedom was all about. There were those who were saying they had no freedom, they had to live by the obligations of God's law, the Old Testament law. Before you became a Christian, a follower of Christ, you first of all had to become an Israelite, circumcised. Paul writes to these Christians about what it means to be really free in Christ. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But, that's one of the most important words in the English language when you stop and think about it because you can almost hear it coming, and when you do, you know that the whole argument that's moving in this direction is going to shift around and go back in the other direction. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge your sinful nature. Rather, use your freedom to serve one another in love. That whole sense of freedom is is central to our whole understanding of what it means to be citizens of these United States. But in the same way, our freedom in Christ is also central to our understanding and our appreciation of what it means to be citizens in the kingdom of God. You are free. Make no mistake about it. That freedom was purchased for you with the life of God's own Son. That freedom is real because God promised it. But that freedom in Christ does not give you or me or any of us the freedom to go on sinning or to take our human nature to its extremes. We are not free to simply do whatever we wish, whatever we choose. We are free to live responsible lives of service. Service to Christ and service to each other in Christ's name. So let's begin with a basic understanding that freedom is never free. Freedom must be bought. Freedom must be purchased. And at times, freedom must be fought for to maintain it. That's certainly been true of our freedom as citizens of these United States. The freedom paid for men and women 246 years ago, and in almost every year since... Sometimes that freedom has been fought and paid for with words. Oftentimes it has been bought and paid for at the cost of someone's life. But we know that. We know how that works. As those who bear the name of Christ, who are connected with him, we understand what freedom costs. Freedom is God's gift to you but was a gift purchased when God's own Son fought for you on a cross and conquered in his resurrection. To be free in Christ is to be free because of what Christ has done and the price that he paid. So make no mistake about it, he did not pay that price so that you and I could revert back to our slavery to sin. He doesn't offer us forgiveness as simply an excuse to go on doing whatever we want to do, whatever makes us feel good, whatever seems to our own self-advantage. He doesn't call us into fellowship with himself and with each other so that we can exert our own selfish will over others, bickering, gossiping, arguing, Eating each other up with words. Those are the way Paul describes it in Galatians. God gave you freedom in the cross of his son. On that cross, God's eternal son sacrificed himself in your place. In a sense, no, not in a sense, in reality. Your God Became your servant, so that the freedom he gives is also the freedom to be selfless servants in his image. To respond to God's gift of, Christ's gift of forgiveness, is to willingly and joyfully live the life that he lived, keeping his will and his plan. Luther makes a, a priceless comment on in his commentary on this section of Paul's letter to the Galatians. Luther observes through faith a Christian is a most free person subject to no one. That's God's gift in the gospel. Through love a Christian is a humble servant subject to everyone. That's our response to God's gift in Christ. Christ made you free from the burden of his law and the threat of its punishment. Christ made you free for a reason that you might become a responsible servant recreated in his image. God's Spirit guides us continuously to use our freedom through the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. You are free forever from the demands of God's law. Your life in Christ is not defined by must and should and ought to and have to. As if salvation somehow depended on the quality of your obedience. The law no longer rules over you. Grace does. And yet, there's that but again. And yet freedom is not an excuse for lawless irresponsibility. As citizens of this land, we have certain responsibilities to obey the law of the land, to pay our taxes, to vote. Those are the responsibilities that define The freedoms that we enjoy. The same is true as our place as citizens of God's kingdom. We have certain responsibilities, and those responsibilities define what it means to be free in Christ. We have the responsibility to live God pleasing lives. We have the responsibility to encourage each other in the faith. We have the responsibility to witness to Christ with those who have not yet heard his promise. We have the responsibility to support the work of his church with the gifts of our time and our abilities and our treasures. We fulfill those responsibilities not because we must, not because we should, not because we have to, not because we ought, but because that's who we are. We are a free people in Christ. That's how God's Spirit leads us to live. Responsible servants to each other for Jesus' sake. Christ made you free. He made you free to live lovingly, responsibly for the welfare of others. Because that's how he lived. That's how he died, responsibly, lovingly, for the welfare of others. In baptism, your sinful nature has been crucified with Christ, and a whole new nature has been born to live by the Spirit's guidance. In faith, we live by the Spirit and by His power. And so Paul concludes this whole section of his letter to the church. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Live in the freedom by which Christ has made you free. Live as responsible, humble, self-sacrificing servants in the image Of him who suffered as your servant. In words, in actions, invite others to experience and enjoy that same freedom that has been won for them on the cross and guaranteed by an empty tomb. You, my brothers and sisters in Christ, have been made free. So do not use your freedom as an excuse for sin and selfishness. Rather, serve each other freely in Christ. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.